It's time to unleash the expert. What is he an expert on? Relationships, sex, spirituality, and rediscovering yourself beyond the trauma. Get ready to unleash more purpose, passion, and pleasure in your life. Here's the expert himself, Mr. Brandon Patrick. Does faith expansion change your relationships? Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome, welcome. I'm excited today about uh, today's topic. We're going to get into it. We're going to talk about some of the complexities of expanding your faith, uh, facing your doubts, owning your doubts, um, stepping in courageously to truth, acting in your integrity, and just being in congruency with uh, what God wants you to be. So today's topic is more uh, general and broad than it is about specific uh, relationships, meaning I'm not talking about marriage. I'm not talking about um, romantic relationships. We will get into that some today, but we're going to talk about relationships in general and what happens when somebody starts to expand out with their faith um, when they've been in a system that's that's very rigid and very tight and you're supposed to believe a certain thing and how that can cause a lot of a lot of things to happen in somebody's life. Um, so, you know, does faith expansion change relationships? Of course it does. That's, yes, it does. Um, but here's the deal. Here's what a lot of people don't understand is that if you have doubts and you expand in your faith, you start to believe that the church isn't true. If you don't want to go to the temple, if you take your garments off, uh, Or if maybe it's just purely internal and you're not doing any of this external stuff in terms of showing what your beliefs are, but you're just having some real doubt, doubt about Joseph Smith, doubt about the Book of Mormon, um, doubt about whatever it is. Uh, It could be anything, the power of the priesthood or whatever. If you're having those doubts internally, if you talk to uh, if you talk to to those around you who are believers about those doubts and those struggles and where you're at, um, that's going to change and shift the relationship in some way. But the 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 other thing is, and a lot what a lot of people don't realize is, if you don't talk about them, then your relationship still is going to change because now you're showing up a little bit underground. Would I go as far to say fake, uh, pretending like you're one thing when you're another? And you're going to feel this kind of angst, this feeling of, I wish I could talk openly. I wish I could be honest with those closest to me about my feelings and what's really going on inside of me, but I'm not being that way. And so it's going to affect those relationships. So regardless of what you choose to do, whether you choose to talk openly with those closest to you about where you're at and how you're feeling or whether you choose to hide um, how you're feeling with those closest to you, it's going to affect your relationships. Um, so I've, I've, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of family in every different stage of faith and relationship is built on connection. It's built on emotional connection. It's built on spiritual connection. It's built on um, common interests, having fun, 
um, just connecting. And one of the most um, important parts of who we are as human beings is our spirituality. Um, but the church is so much more than just our spirituality. The church is also our culture. And it's the way that we do things. It's steeped in in deep tradition. Many of us had the had our ancestors walk across the pioneer walk walk across the plains, the pioneers. And uh, were they believers? <laughs> yeah. Did they sacrifice a lot for the faith? Yeah. And so here we are, you know, in today's day and age, and there's a lot of history of being taught and told to hold strong no matter what. Hold to the rod, the iron rod. You know, power through, stick with it, persevere, endure to the end. That's what we're taught to do. And so, um, if that's our culture and that's that's the systems that we're in, and then people are stepping away, moving forward, moving out of the church, um, there's a lot that goes on there. I've heard people say, I've, I've actually heard this, that I'm gonna, I don't believe in the church, but I'm going to stay in it until my parents die because I don't want them to be hurt or sad by the truth of how I feel. That's a big commitment. Um, you know, or I, many times I, you know, I don't really talk openly with my spouse about uh, my beliefs. You don't talk openly with your spouse about your beliefs. That's hard because that's a big gap in intimacy. As human beings, there's this dilemma that comes up all the time and uh, we're faced with it every single day. And I see it in many different contexts. And, and the dilemma is this. Our, our biggest fear is abandonment and rejection. We do not want to get abandoned. We do not want to get rejected. And so we come up against this thing where at times with certain relationships, we are asked to sell out our truths to preserve relationship. So I see this when I do boundary work with people, when I'm helping people have boundaries with, with others. And they look at me like, there's no way I'm going to actually have that boundary because that will affect the relationship so much. And I'm listening and I'm thinking, okay, it'll affect this toxic, unhealthy relationship so much. Your healthy boundary will actually destroy that toxic relationship. You're absolutely right. Yet they still choose the toxic relationship because they're so scared of abandonment and rejection. So they choose not to have that boundary. They choose to get taken advantage of. They choose to sell out for the relationship. We are that scared that we'll lose connection. We are so hardwired for a connection that we will so easily just throw truth out the window. Yeah, well, what's my integrity? Might as well just, you know, whatever. Who cares about that? I care more that you like me. Please like me. Please see that I'm okay. Please think that I'm okay. And we become fake. We become posers. We become um, dishonest in, in an effort to try to preserve relationship. 
So here you are bumping along in life and whatever age you are, you know, usually it happens middle life. Um, and you start to have some doubts about the church. And you know that if you're honest about those doubts, that it'll affect your marriage, it'll affect your relationship with your parents, it'll affect your relationship with your friends and your siblings or whatever. It's easy to just swallow it. But it's not easy. And it affects your relationships anyways. I, I know this because I did it for a long time. I played along for a long time. I justified it for a long, long time because um, I, I, I and I justify things like, well, yeah, I have my doubts, but I'm going to still play along because I'm going to do this good or that good or whatever. And I'm going to actually put a show on a little bit so that people can't see how I'm really feeling here. So, back to what I was saying about the pioneers, about our heritage, our history. It's pretty awesome. But it's also, um, it's, it's also pretty cultish in a lot of ways. And yes, I said that word. And what I mean by that is because it was so ingrained that we follow this thing no matter what to the ends of the earth, there's no space for exploration and there's no space for expansion. You're just supposed to believe. Don't be the chain breaker. You realize what people have been through for this truth and this faith, and you're going to turn your back on it. And when somebody has doubts and they start to talk about it, um, to the believers, they become the fallen sometimes even the the apostates or the sinners. Um, I was talking to, <laughs> I, I, I've been on both sides of this. So, and, and so I've been in conversations where people have been talking about people who are leaving the church and they're very much like, yeah, well, you know, he's falling away. You know, he's, yeah, he, he obviously doesn't want to, you know, keep his covenants or doesn't, you know, he's too lazy to be righteous or whatever it is. I was talking to a friend and he was, he was, you know, he's very much a believer and he was talking about another friend and, and, and he was like, yeah, everyone's leaving the church and, you know, now so-and-so he's one of them, you know, one of them, one of the others, one of the others who are now leaving the church, you know? So we become so scared of people's judgments because we don't want to become one of them or the fallen or the apostate or the sinner or whatever it is that you can spend your life faking it. Now, from the believer's point of view, um, bless their heart. Um, however rigid they are in their beliefs and wherever they're at with this, and, and, and I'm not going to throw them all in the same bucket, but some of them um, really, really have this belief that it's righteous for me to shun the sin um, and if you leave the church, you're a sinner. And so it's okay for me to push against you and tell you you're wrong and and not be okay with that because I'm actually doing a good thing. And nowhere in there is space for, I want to understand, I want to love, um, I really want to know w what it's like for you and who you are. 
and I and I, like I said, not all of the the believers are to that extreme. There's actually a continuum um, when, when it comes to the believers, and what I mean by that is there's a continuum with people who respond to those with doubts and who to those who are expanding. There's the ones that have complete acceptance of the expansion, realizing that my salvation, my spirituality is different from yours, and we are separate, and you get to be on your own path. And I don't have a right to force you or make you be on, on a path that I think you should be on. And so I'll accept that, and I want to know you. I want to understand you. And I can still be on my path over here. That person's awesome. That person's safe. That person can go to church every Sunday, work in the temple, all the things, and still be that accepting and that loving. That's possible to do that. But they have to overcome one thing in order to do that. And that's that's this cultish belief that there is only one pathway and that belief is driven into us. There is only one covenant path. And because so 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 the, the believer who can accept others for their own path has to at least be willing to challenge or let go of that belief so that they can say, hmm, um, I I love you, I see you. And this is why it's hard because in some ways that believer has to be somewhat nuanced themselves in order to fully accept someone else who's progressing. Um, And then there's, like I said, there's a continuum. So there's complete acceptance and you kind of move along. And on the other end of that continuum is, is complete rigidity and rejection. Um, There's no space whatsoever for any bit of your wavering or your doubt or whatever it is, fall in line, get on the covenant path, get your freaking temple recommend, and that's that. And I will reject you and I will judge you and I will tell you where you should be. Okay? Now, I realize I'm saying that strongly and nobody would come that directly with it. Well, maybe some someone would. But energetically and and passive-aggressively, that energy happens all the time. You are a broken sinner who should not be talking about your doubts and facing your doubts whatsoever because there is one way it has been laid in front of you and how dare you reject that. Okay, that's the other end of the spectrum. So there's complete acceptance. There's complete rigidity and rejection. And a lot of times your friends and family and spouses or whatever are going to be somewhere in the middle of this continuum. They will be, you know, not safe to talk to about certain things, but safe to talk to about other things. Maybe their heart will really be wanting to be accepting, but is having a hard time to fully accept your progression and your expansion. I want to be a safe space where you can talk to me, but I, all my judgments and fears kind of come up and I have a hard time being totally safe. Um, 
I'll be safe in front of you. Talk to me. Then I'll go talk behind your back and tell everybody about everything and, you know, and not be safe in that way. You know, there's those types. Um, I'll be, uh, I won't say anything mean to your, to your face, but energetically I'll be so freaked out by your expansion and your doubts that I'll just try to avoid that topic with you at all costs, no matter what. Or there's, or there's this one. I don't want to talk to you about your doubts because they challenge my beliefs. So let's just not talk about it. Let's talk about the weather. Um, let's just pretend like it's not a big deal in our lives and talk about whatever else we can. You know, uh, let's talk about sports or politics or whatever else we can because I don't want to go there with you. Okay, so there's a continuum that happens. Um, one thing to understand, and I think, I think it's important to to acknowledge this. Um, it's really scary for it can be really scary for the the person with doubts, the the expander. I, I like to, I don't like calling it faith crisis. I like calling it faith expansion. The expander, it can be really, really scary for them to step into their truths and be honest. And it is a courageous thing to do. And as they do that, I, I know this, they're finding God. They are finding their truths. They're finding themselves. They're understanding life more because they are expanding. And a lot of times, the relationships and the systems come back and they say, don't expand. Don't expand. That's scary. Yikes. Fall in line. We have a, a way that has been prescribed for us. We need to fall in line in order to get back to heaven. Does that sound familiar? There's only one true way. Fall in line. That's how you get back to heaven. Versus having agency to choose how you feel and be honest with your searching, your grappling, and your wrestling. It can be really, really scary for the expander. Now, the thing I want you to understand is it can also be really, really sad for the believer that a lot of times their reactions come from a lot of different places. Sometimes it's, it's from their own grief you know, it's parents who have raised their children in the church their whole life and had certain expectations of the way their children would end up and their grandchildren. And now their children falling away changes everything. And it's really sad to them because they, the church is so beloved to them. It's so important. And so it's, it's, it's a, it's grief. Um, so sometimes it's grief. Sometimes it's, um, God, what's the right word for it? When somebody close to them starts to expand and starts to move forward, it pushes and challenges them and their truths. And they feel at times defensive because they're like, well, because you're moving forward in this way or that way, and you don't believe these things, you think I'm crazy because I still do. Or 
I don't want to look at some of the truths and some of the things that you've read and the, that you know, because I just don't want to look because I don't want to go there. And that's fine. That's fine. But now that, that expander becomes a threat, becomes a threat to this existential, to creating an existential crisis in their own life. And so I need some space and some distance from you. I don't want to delve in here. I don't want to dive in. I don't want to know because now you're a threat. So please don't talk about it. So the believer has a lot of feelings going on too. And I think as as the expander, a lot of times we're very egocentric and just thinking, why can't you love me for who I am and where I'm at? And in the same breath, having a hard time extending that same thing, loving the believer for who they are and for where they're at. And the truth is, is why can't we love each other for the different places that we're all at in this life, in this expansion? The believer can feel betrayed. Uh, And this is what we see with um, spouses a lot of times. You married me in the temple. You, You know, you baptized our children. You were supposed to be my spouse who um, endured to the end and got to the celestial kingdom with me. And now you don't even go to church or you go to a different church. You don't wear your garments. You don't do this. You don't do that. I'm betrayed. You lied to me. You sold me a bill of goods. And now you're something different than what you, what you were acting like. And that sucks for that partner And at the same time, the best thing for the expander to do is to stay honest, stay empathetic of that pain and that grief that the partner is feeling, but stay honest. You, yeah, if you got married in the temple and were a a part of the church back in that part of your life, that's fine. You have progressed. You've expanded. It's not that you were a fraud. This has been a process over time. And you don't lock everything in when you're 23 years old. Okay, I'm this way spiritually forever. You know, I I got my Eagle Scout, went on my mission, uh, got married in the temple, done. So we've made it, now we just endure. Nope. So, you know, here you are moving along in life and things have changed. Your spouse might want that 23-year-old version of you still. And that's painful that you're somebody who's very different than that. So the most terrifying things that people can do is to let people down. And when somebody loves the church so much, then if you love the church so, so much, then you're probably not very safe for an expander to talk with you about where they're at. And if you're an expander who's so bitter toward the church um, and angry, then you're probably not very safe for a believer to talk about their sadness and their grief. One thing uh, that isn't talked about that much is how faith expansion 
actually enhances uh, relationships in many ways. So it shifts a lot of relationships. But if there's people who are expanding um, along with you, you can really relate. You can validate. You can you can understand. Now, a believer might say you're commiserating together, um, but it, it's not. It maybe it's that, but it's not just that. It's no, we're connecting and feeling support. There are so many people sitting back there in the foyer at sacrament meeting. You know, they walked in sacrament meeting 10 minutes late or whatever, um, got there for half the sacrament or whatever it is. And they're sitting back in that foyer and they're, they have all kinds of doubts. Um, maybe they don't believe in the church anymore. And they're sitting there and they're listening to sacrament meeting next to a spouse who's a total believer um, or next to a spouse who's not, but they're just playing along the game for their neighbors and for their family or whatever. I guarantee you, I guarantee you there's, there's people in your ward or in your neighborhood that have all of the feelings of doubt and expansion and all those things going on inside of them, but you have no idea. And they don't talk about it and they don't share and they feel very alone. There's a silent group. I don't know if I'd say majority, but there, there's a, a large silent group of people who go to church who don't believe. There's a large silent group of people who wear their garments and don't believe. And when you start to expand and when you start to open up and you start to share where you're at, some of those people start to feel safe too. You give them permission. And you can connect with them. And you can be their friends. And your friendships will change. You might lose some friends and gain others. But it's a beautiful thing. You can enhance relationship. It's fun when you get with another expander. At least for me, I, I don't want somebody who's bitter, complaining about the church all the time or whatever. Like, no. I love talking philosophy. I love talking spirituality. I love talking about what real faith actually means and what real faith actually is. And I have a hard time doing that with somebody who's locked, set and locked into the church. But somebody who's navigated a faith expansion is prime for talking about it. And it's fun to connect on those levels. You guys, wherever you're at is right where you need to be. And wherever your friends and family are is right where they need to be today. Just stay honest. Stay vulnerable. Stay open. You don't need to share your story with everybody. You don't need to shout, shout it from the rooftops. But if, if the closest relationships that you have, you can't talk openly about some of the most important things in your life, what kind of relationship is it? Is it actually a close relationship? And if you, if you take the risk to go there and it, and it blows up in your face and they respond poorly, you still did the right thing. Now that relationship might change, it might shift, and then other relationships will come into your life. So have the courage to be honest, to be open, 
have the courage to live in that truth and that integrity because you'll feel peace and you'll feel freedom and you'll be able to create create more love in your life. You guys, if this episode was helpful, please leave me a review. I would love to have some guests on to talk about these topics. So go to my website, The Brandon Patrick Show, sign up to become a guest. We'll see you guys.